Welcome to Midwest Mixtape, a podcast that focuses on the Midwest music industry, taking the 360-degree view of what it's like to be a musician, a manager, a promoter, and a fan here. Today we're joined by Patrick Walsh, a member of the vibrant Chicago-based pop funk band North 41. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we'll kick it off with just a little bit of background about who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in music. First of all, if the quality is a little different on this one, we We are are traveling. We are operating out of an Airbnb (laughs) um, in a room that we cannot even stand up all the way inside of, so... (laughs) Bear with us. We're uh, doing the best with what we've we're got. Improv- we're improvising. We're improvising. Yeah. Exactly. But it's going to be a great interview. We're really excited to have Patrick here. So let's go ahead and get started. Yeah. Okay. So um, how did I get started in music? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I started playing guitar when I was 13. Um, I'm old now. I'm 32. So it's been a long time, 20 years or something like that. Um. So I've been playing since I was 13, and then in high school, I met the other guitar player and the drummer, Frank and Mike. Mike plays the drums, Frank plays guitar, and we would start, we started jamming uh, in like jazz ensemble and then playing like the homecoming dances, and we had a trio, like all instrumental band, and we would, we were called Walsher Clemens. It was like a goofy jam band name. Um... So then, you know, I, I always took lessons the whole time. I, I, like, went home and practiced for, like, three hours every day after school, and it was, like, all I was into and still, to this day, do the same thing. Um, so, yeah, we started the band, the original band, in high school. Uh, we all ended up going away to different colleges for a year and then all ended up back in Chicago <laughs> the next year. So we started the back band back up again. Um, it's been a different, couple different variations throughout the years, but now we're, uh, we've landed on a, a five piece with me, Frank, Mike, the three originals, and then, uh, Anthony Perry and Donovan Brown, who are the keys player. And he's the keys player singer and the bass player who also sings. And, um, yeah, we've been doing the North, we changed our name to the North 41 and like. 2017 or 2018 um and luckily enough we've had a fair amount of content like go viral and been shared all over the world and stuff like that and that's given us opportunities to like play some pretty cool shows and festivals uh in the midwest and kind of across the country and um we're just trying to work our way from now being like a a regional band to like a national band sure so I might point this a little bit more at you. Yeah, yeah, I'll lean in more. Okay, and then that would be great. Okay, yeah. All right. I think we can keep going now. Yeah. So how <laughs> cool. did you, how how did you get that traction? Was it social media? Yeah, it was all social media. Um, the first thing that we had pop off, like, we used to be a band that, like, had to beg our friends to come see right. us play and whatever. And then um, the first thing that hit for us was in 2018, we did, a, like, a funk remix of this Enter, uh, Enter Sandman by Metallica, and it just, like, went crazy on Facebook. Like, the first week, it got a million views, and um, it's it, it probably that video or variations of that video probably have, like, over 10 million views now across, like, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and all that. And um, so that was the first big thing that took off, and then... Uh, we got another good bump in 2020 during the pandemic with, um, on TikTok, uh, me and the keys player and the singer, Anthony, did a, a bunch of these goofy as TikToks where we were like, we start with like a comedy bit and then like transition into music. And those went pretty viral too. And the song ended up getting like a million streams by now. And, um, so that gave us a nice boost, like where we were all able to, not have to like you know beg people to come to our shows like people were interested and right. we could follow up with people who had seen our content and tell them that we're playing in a town and now we've we're able to draw like 100 to 300 people pretty much anywhere we go now um in our established markets 
So awesome. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So, yeah, we were looking at, like, the list of festivals you guys have performed at and stuff. You got pretty a pretty good list there. Um, yeah. Do any stand out, too? Like, what was one of your favorite – do you have any favorite performances? Um, Summer Camp is always a good one. We've been playing that for the last three or four years, minus the pandemic year. Um, that one is always a blast. Dome Fest – which is in Ohio. It's like this a big jam band called Pigeons playing ping pong. They yes. host the festival. Were they just in? Were they just in Des Moines? They're on tour right now. Yeah, right? they were just in, in Des Moines. I think they I'm might have sure. canceled their concert in Des Moines. Cause really? I was gonna go, but yeah. Huh. Ended up not being able to go. Okay. We've had. Some yeah, I'm not weather. sure if they did, but um, yeah, those guys are great. They're really popular, and um, they host this festival in Ohio at this place called Legend Valley, and. Um, the coolest part of that one was they invited us up for their all-star jam at the end of the, oh, like to close out the fun. festival. So we got cool. to play in front of like 5,000 people wow. with, with the big, you know, the famous bands and like the guy from Goose was up there and, uh, a bunch of like really popular musicians that we like look up to. So that was fun. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Where, so what, how would you describe like the style of music that you guys play? Like pop funk? Like. Um, right now we're calling it, uh, we're calling ourselves like a jam pop band. Okay. Um, so we're like really, you know, we grew up on like Fish and, uh, Dave Matthews band and, and yeah. shit like that. And, um, but we also love like retro pop funk stuff like, you know, Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic and, you know, stuff like that. More soulful old school stuff. So it's kind of like a blend of like our studio stuff will be like funky pop music but then the live setting, it's like really we've been extending the jams because that's kind of the, the people who are interested in coming to see us or mm-hmm. jam band people. So, yeah, jam pop you, is something you mentioned. Can you explain what that genre is for like listeners that might not know? Yeah, it's it's a it's an invented fake genre that <laughs> we, that we made up. Um, we're hoping it, it will take off. And um, yeah, it's just basically like our approach is. We want to kind of straddle both sides because we don't want to like pigeonhole in the jam scene because they, you know, that's that can be a bad thing. We also, and we've seen like our, you know, basically our approach in the studio is to have like short, pop, like commercial friendly, funky pop songs. And then, um, you know, so stuff like that we've seen hit on TikTok, like for us, or like our song My Ecstasy, like mm-hmm. took off on TikTok. And um, so we're trying to play both sides of the fence because you don't, there's no really, like, jam band that's ever going to take off on TikTok because their songs right. just don't make sense for that platform. Um, so we're trying to, like, have the catchy short studio songs that we could get, like, some licensing or syncs or, like, TikTok, you know, buzz. And then the live setting where it's, like, the deep improvisation, a lot of soloing, you know, carrying on and on with the with the jamming and... Um, so you play into both those worlds. It's like those are our strengths, and we're trying to just go after both those demographics. Yeah, I think that sounds really smart, like having the pop aspect of it that like kind of draws some people in that might be turned off, like you said, from mm-hmm. um, like just purely improvisational music, but you still you still get to hear the catchy stuff that people know and like love, yeah. but then also like the deeper level with like the artistry and improvisation yeah, that you guys can incorporate. For sure, so and really I think cool. like... Uh, I don't know, like, Dave Matthews Band is a great example of that, and this band, Goose, now, that's, like, huge. Have you guys heard of them? No. Oh, my I, God. It sounds familiar. You guys got to check them out. They're, okay. like, literally selling, like, millions of dollars worth of tickets. They've that's been on awesome. Jimmy Fallon and all. Okay. They're Ooh. they're huge. Like every, Are they from Chicago? Uh, No, they're from Connecticut, but okay. they'll, okay. like, they'll, like, announce a tour, and it sells out in one day. They're playing, like, 10,000-seat places. That's it's, like, awesome. crazy. We'll but they, they've out. got, like, the... It's it's more of like an indie pop approach, but they and then at the shows like they jam out. So we're kind of trying to lean into that. Yeah. So with that, would you say like every concert's different because it's yeah built upon improv? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like you know, you're not gonna hear the same solo every time, or like it's gonna be you know the improvisation every time is is spontaneous and different. That's exciting. That keeps it fresh for us. Yeah, that's So we're not just playing the same thing every time. Yeah, that's really cool. Are you guys um? doing this full-time, or do you have other gigs that you're doing outside of that? Uh, not yet. Right now, all of us work during the week. We're, I mean, we're playing pretty much most weekends. Yeah. 
um, and then going on some like longer runs where we'll do like four days on the road. We like we just did Colorado and in, in January, and that was really fun. Um, but yeah, uh, right now we're in the uh, that transition phase mm-hmm. where it's doesn't quite make sense to go full on tour because we don't want to all go bankrupt. It's super right. expensive to tour. Yeah. So you guys have not toured yet. No, I mean we tour around. Like we 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 play all over the Midwest and we play out in Colorado and we've played out in the East Coast and we've played like down in Nashville. But it's like it's more of like weekend touring as opposed to like going out for a month sure. straight. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot cool. of bands, I well, I I know a ton of bands that do that, and it's just like they're just losing their asses because it's like until you really have established fan bases in places it it doesn't necessarily make that much sense to go there yeah because you can you know hundreds of dollars in gas money mm -hmm. hotels like it you can lose a shitload of money for life is yeah sometimes hard yeah it's definitely hard um so we're just trying to be really strategic about it like we've picked about 15 markets that we've built up to where we can go to these places and we know that people show up and more people are showing up every time and and then we're just expanding that slowly as we bring more money in. Yeah, that's absolutely. so exciting. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. That's Thank like you. that's awesome. And to see how much you've grown, I'm sure is a big accomplishment. So yeah, it it, it does feel good, but it, it also is like we've still got a long yeah. long way to go. Yeah. It's a long is it way something to you want to pursue full time though? Eventually? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's that's our main goal is to, you know, none of us really want to work yeah. nine to five. So Who does? have you yeah, always right. does. <laughs> <It sucks. laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Have you always known you wanted to be a musician? Oh, for sure. When yeah. did when did you figure that out? Like, like when did you realize that? The second like I picked up the guitar, I was like, this is what I want to do. And then I saw some concerts when I was really young and I was like, This is this is what I want to do. Yeah. Did you do any like schooling or was it just lessons that you kinda um, picked up the skill? I just took a bunch of lessons. Um, I would take weekly lessons when I was, you know, in high school and stuff. And then I still take lessons to this day. Like I'll seek out like who are the best guitar players in Chicago and I'll like take lessons from them. Yeah. And then I'm always buying, uh, online courses from like, you know, where they teach more guitar shit that I don't know. Right. Cool. You can never stop learning with music. It's like constant. Yeah. That's something like every interview, every single musician we've spoke to, that's like something that's just been echoed. Like never stop learning. Like you there's always, always something to learn no matter where you yeah. no matter where you get, no matter where you are, there's always something to learn. For sure. Where do you draw some of your inspiration from, like personally for your own guitar style? Like what artists? Um well I was a huge fish guy. Um that's really like he's my he's my main guy, Trey Anastasio. Um, so I, I loved his playing, and then I love like, you know, Eric Clapton, mm-hmm. Santana, shit like that. Um, oh man, this Goose guy, Rick, he's fucking awesome too. I've really been, been st- stealing some of his licks lately, and, um, yeah, mo- a lot of jam band and classic rock stuff, like, the what got me into music was, like, Bob Marley and Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Like, some my friend gave me their CD for yeah. my 13th birthday, and then I shortly after got a guitar because I was like, oh, this is awesome, I want to learn how to do this. So that it's just, like, a lot of classic rock stuff and uh, jam band stuff. Yeah. Are those, like, your top genres when, yeah. you, when you're going to listen? Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I also like, you know, pop music, and I love, like, Drake and rap, too, so, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty eclectic, yeah. And yeah. even some country music. Yeah, yeah, non-discriminatory. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, like jazz style guitar is also really awesome. Like George Benson, and yeah. um, there's this guy Corey Wong who's like an amazing. Like he doesn't really solo that much, but he's like an amazing rhythm player, and it's just does awesome shit like that that I'm trying to. Is he in Wolfpack? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I love that band. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, I think I saw that somewhere. Like, I think I saw that name mentioned, and I was like, yeah, we should interview them. <laughs> Emily was like, um, said that she had some connection to you guys, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool. And I, no offense to our other people that we've interviewed, but I feel like your music is definitely closest to my taste, so it's oh, been cool. like to, most aligns, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Close I'm glad to hear that. We've yeah. been uh, talking with people with all different genres and yeah. things like that, like. 
some that are more like rock blues um more like indie like indie. alternative what's the music scene like in Des Moines honestly so from what we've learned and I started kind of starting to love music like I didn't really like music in high school I like listen to musical theater <laughs> and yeah. that's about it but then when I came to school I was able to we have a lot of cool venues like mm-hmm. independent venues um XPK Woolies that are just really awesome and they they highlight like people that are on the coast but also highlight a lot of like midwestern musicians which I think is cool and so from what we've learned from our interviews like people are are really tight there and I think like Chicago there's a lot of competition but in Des Moines I think a lot of other artists amplify other artists like voices and, and style and I think that's something that we've really noticed so yeah that's it's cool more, more. It's, yeah like more community um more like building each other up but I guess that actually is one of our questions we we're gonna ask like what is the scene like here are people competitive like are artists like are there like is there drama between <laughs> groups like you mentioned that you take um guitar lessons from like good guitarists in Chicago so yeah, obviously yeah. there's some sort of camaraderie i think everyone's pretty pretty cool yeah um yeah occasionally there'll be like bands that like you'll show love to that won't show you any love back yeah um that's about the extent of the you know but yeah i mean it's just the the hard thing about uh being a band from chicago is just like standing out with in a world-class city where you could go to the fucking museum or, like, there's so much shit going on in Chicago. It's, like, almost easier to build, like, small-town markets. Yeah. That's like, like some people said. It's, like, they like were way saying, easier. Yeah. One of the guys we interviewed was, like, I went and lived in Nashville, Nashville for a period of time, but I hated it because the guy checking out your groceries at the store is a better guitar player than you are. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not necessarily, like, it's not even... That people are are better per se. It's just like there's so much, so many options it's a for entertainment. Market. Really yeah. highly saturated. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's you know you could be playing, like, you know you're playing at Martyrs, and then some other major band is playing at like the Riv or something, right. and it's just like it's it, that's it's hard and to like compete comedy against. And yeah, com- and so much other restaurants, shows, nightclubs. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I feel like uh, maybe this is just my experience, but Des Moines, I feel like highlights like music as a main form of like what to do on the weekend or during the week, and yeah, that's what I found myself doing. I we got to get out to Des Moines. Yes, you should. you should. It would be yeah, it would be fun. And we I feel drove like right through it. Yeah. Uh, you know, every time we go to who are in Colorado, so yeah, yeah. We'll we've got probably some, stop there. Next we've got time. some pretty cool festivals, honestly. Like. Have you heard of Hinterland? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, That's like our favorite. We, I mean, I've only yeah. been one year, but I will go every year after yeah. that. Seriously, so. it was just such an awesome time. And we also have like 8035, which is pretty big. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely something to look into. We'd love For to sure. see you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, um, we're working on that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, I get. Well, I was wondering how you met the other two that joined the band. Um, you, you grew up with the other three or the other two that you yeah, originally started with. Yeah, yeah. Is okay. everybody from Chicago or yeah, Chicago yeah, yeah. Area? Chicago area suburbs or whatever. Sure. Uh, the three of us grew up in like Lagrange area, so that's like thirty minutes outside the city suburbs. Yeah, I'm um, from. I'm like forty minutes outside the city. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, suburbs. Suburbs. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, and then uh, the bass player. Grew up in Evanston, which is just north of the city, and then the uh, keys player and singer grew up in like the Naperville area. Okay. So, I found the keys player. I I heard, heard him playing with this other band in like fucking, I don't know, twenty fifteen or something. And I saw him. I was like, we got to get this guy. Yeah. Um. So I like pursued him for many years, and like finally, uh, he was like super religious at the time, and he didn't want to play, like, non-secular music. Okay. Maybe I'm not saying that no, right. No, secular, secular music. Yeah, he didn't... He didn't yeah. want to play secular music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then he had this whole uh, revelation, thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. And, uh, you know, we, we finally convinced him to join the band. And uh, same thing with Donnie. It, Donnie, we we used to play bass, or our bass player used to be this this old guy. And he was just like... He was a really good bass player, but he was, like, an asshole. <laughs> and 
you know, it just wasn't a good look. Yeah. With being, we were like 20 years old and we're playing with like a 45 year old man. It was just weird. Um, so we were like, we kicked him out of the band and uh, then we started asking for references for bass players in Chicago. And luckily we got connected with Donnie, who is like a literally like a world class bass player. Um, and him and AP were did actually, uh, they used to do some touring with this huge artist called No Name. Um, she's a rapper. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, um, yeah, too. But they were like doing like arena tours with like, wow. uh, okay. like they were open for like Anderson Pack on like. Damn. A, oh, like, that's sick. It I was believe, like okay. they I were, believe in you guys. <laughs> yeah, they were doing like major major shit. Like they played on like fucking. Uh, yeah, whatever, Jimmy Fallon yeah, or yeah. Conan O'Brien, whatever. Sure. They, so they they did all that stuff, and then, like, um, on top of playing with us, but now they're playing with us full-time, and we all... They used to be hired guns, and now we've made them pure... We've, we're all, like, equal business partners now, so it's... We're just full-on for the, the band. Would you say you're, like, a family, or... Like, do you guys What's hang out a lot? Like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you yeah. guys all friends? Like? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. It's like a brotherhood, family. Yeah. Um, you gotta be, or it's it probably won't work out. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, obviously, there's, like, arguments and drama every once in a while, but everybody seems... <laughs> everybody always gets through it. Yeah, there. I mean, anytime you're with any more than one person... There's, there's one there's person being yourself. Be there's gonna be a disagreement <laughs> at some point. Um, what is like? How do you guys split up the work? Like, do, do certain people write the songs? Um, the songwriting is like, uh, like it is. It's usually like one person will write a song and then bring it to the group, and then the rest of us will like add our spices to mm-hmm. it or whatever. And um, so that's kind of a you know, more collaborative process. And then, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, everybody kind of has their own jobs. Like, I do, a, like, all the social media marketing and, like, running ads. Like you're and making st- it happen. Yeah. Look at you. So, st- and then, like, Here I right also, now. but yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then booking the shows, I do the majority of that. Um, and then, like, networking, I'm trying to get us, like, with the, bigger agent right now so I'm, I've been pitching us to agents and uh trying to make that happen and then like uh Frank will do like all the video editing and sound editing and then AP like produces all the music and helps us like he has like a studio at his house so like record all the shit there and like he'll produce everything and um you know Donnie and Mike have tasks too like Mike does the website Donnie like helps with our taxes and stuff so <laughs> The, the fun stuff. Yeah. So there's a good like balance, a good um, yeah. delegation. Yeah. We of... try to we try to keep it. We try to keep everyone busy. Yeah. There's so much to do. Like right. you guys are scenes. a team, you know. Like, yeah. And you you said you work a nine to five. So unfortunately, <laughs> like, what is that? Is that just like hustle, hustle, hustle all all the time? Yeah, it's like nonstop. Like yeah. I work nine to five. I get home. I practice guitar for two hours, then I get on Facebook or whatever, do all the ads, get the posts up, uh, do you know, handle all the emails, and then by that time it's like, it's like work nine to five and then work like six to midnight and then go to bed and start over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, what do you do for like in your free time to like kind of reward yourself for the hard work? Do you go to a lot of concerts in Chicago? Get high and eat. <laughs> Relax. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's the way to go, yep. you know? Just chill. Like, if I get a chance to relax, I, like, I'm, like, I just shut down. Like, yeah. I just, like, you know, sometimes I just, like, need a break. I'll, like, lay in bed all day or whatever. Yeah. Just relax. Yeah, yeah rejuvenate. Yeah. Keeping up such a busy schedule. Again, we really just appreciate you making it here and yeah, talking with us you. today. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys for having me here. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the the main focus of our podcast is like talking about which this might be a little different because Chicago is such a vibrant music scene, but talking about how you can really be successful without having to go to L.A., New York, like Nashville. Yeah. So do you think um, like moving to the coast is something that you're wanting to do eventually or is Chicago kind of your thing? Um, 
No, I mean, I definitely don't think it's necessary to, like, move to L.A. or New York to be successful because the internet... I mean, maybe back in the day because that was, like, where all the concentration right. of record labels and that was, like, really the only way to get your music heard. But now that you can go on TikTok and five million people will see your shit anywhere in the world, like, it's kind of, like, democratized the whole thing and you can really make it from yeah. anywhere. That is crazy, like... A lot of the people that I listen to nowadays are from TikTok. Yeah. Like, they had a viral sound go, and yep. I was like, oh, okay. And then I start listening to their other music. Exactly. It's, you can pick up so much traction there. Yeah. Would you say your audience is a little bit younger nowadays, or? Um, I can tell you. Oh, shit, my phone's in the other room. But oh, right. Don't worry about it. It's like, yeah, our demographic is our biggest, I think our biggest demographic is like 18 to 24 and then like the second biggest one and they're really close is mm -hmm. like 25 to 35 okay so, so a younger like younger audience younger ish for the most part not yeah. like not like teens, teens but, but yeah, yeah. you know people in, people in their 20s and 30s yeah yeah that's cool how do you uh like i guess how would you describe like the vibe of your concerts um do you ever have like really bad concerts where the audience is just not into it or have you kind of gotten past that point no no we we always give it our all um like even if it's a small audience we like go balls to the wall right. um so our you know it's kind of like a super high energy funky people are dancing the whole time and like rocking out and a lot of like high intensity soloing and awesome. stuff like that. So we try to keep the energy going. Yeah, absolutely. Emily's coming to see you guys next weekend. Yeah, I told him that. I'm yeah. so excited. It's yeah, going to be fun. Be I'm bringing my I'm brother. I'm, I'm trying to rally the groups. So. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, be a fun, fun show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? So what kind of venues do you guys play at in Chicago? Um, We are typically in like three to 500 cap clubs okay. like we'll play at martyrs lincoln hall so more venues rather than like bars yeah yeah we're, okay. we're we just do venue shows okay um luckily we're past the bar yeah. thing it's fun we, i mean that's that's why we that's where we started playing at like bars in the suburbs yeah. like so, you said like yeah. you had to beg people to come but everybody yeah. starts somewhere yeah so but now that we can sell some tickets like we play at, at legit venues yeah it's awesome it's really cool to hear about um People pursuing music in the Midwest, like, just because, again, like, kind of what we were talking about before, you think, when you think of pursuing music, you think either New York, L.A., like, a big place like that. Do you think that that is ever in the future for North 41 at all, or do you guys think, I guess we kind of already asked this, but. Yeah, I mean. Are there any guys in the band that do want to move out to one I of mean, the, a bigger city, or do you I personally, think? like, want to get the hell out of Chicago. Really? But, Why? What, like, what, what's the Oh, man. It's just, like, people are getting, like, and again, I, I don't like to harp on this shit to, like, sound like I'm from Fox News or something, but, like, <laughs> people are, like, getting robbed at gunpoint, like, multiple times, yeah. like, within a block radius of me. It's, like, happening. It's kind of getting... Like, everywhere in the city now? Yeah, like, it's it's getting pretty sketch. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I just... I don't... <sighs> But if you go to New York or L.A., like, it, yeah, still no, populated cities. But I, yeah, I would say, like, I just want to live somewhere more quiet and then, like, go to the cities to play the shows. Yeah, that'd be um, nice. Like, Colorado? Yeah, I, uh, I, we do love Colorado, but I kind of feel it's like the altitude is too much for me. <laughs> Yeah. You get used to it. Yeah, that's true. I, I every time we're out there, I feel like I'm in outer space. It's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I get yeah. sick for sure. Like the first oh, yeah. day, like yep. the first couple of days. I always get sick out there. Like yeah. if I have like two beers, I'm like growing up yeah it's <laughs> yeah like, well, it's not good yeah i just like all i want to do is sleep yep <laughs> uh what cities do you guys like playing in in colorado um our biggest one was denver uh, um yeah. we always do like denver and then we'll play like a couple ski town shows because those uh you know the denver shows it's like you're gonna play at a music venue and there's not when you a lot of times when you play at music venues it's like a door deal which is you get a percentage of the tickets sold, so okay. there's no, like, guaranteed money in it. So, you know, luckily this time we sold 300 tickets when we went to Denver, so we actually made money on that show, but you got to, like, anchor it. It's called an anchor date where it's, like, we'll go play at a ski town venue where it's going to be slammed every night because there's thousands of people in the town skiing, mm -hmm. and they need something to do at night. 
So that's, you'll get like a couple grand for a show like that and it pays for the whole expenses for the trip. And then that kind of like allows you to build the Denver market, which is... Get exposure. It's, it's, it's not necessarily exposure. It's just like, you, you're, you know, your, your ass is going to be covered like financially. Sure. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. I guess like... Because if we didn't sell 300 tickets, we would have walked out there with, you know, instead of a couple grand, it would have been like a couple hundred. Yeah. And then, you know... When you drive all that way, it's like that's not even going to cover the gas, right? Exactly. And then lodging and all that. So how, as a musician, how do you like make money? Is it touring, like full time? I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I think you, in order to make any real money, you have to you have to be touring, but not just touring. Like you have to be touring at a point where you, I think once you're selling like. 500 tickets in every market then it becomes then it can become lucrative you guys are close yeah we're getting there but it's like until that point it's like a lot of gigs you're either you know breaking even or just making uh, making some money Mm -hmm. and um merchandise but like all the bands that are making a lot of money it's it's just like touring but they're playing in like bigger venues theaters and selling a lot of tickets like that it's all about how many tickets are you selling and how many, because the streaming is, you know, you can make some money. Fractions of pennies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's unless you get like something that goes like crazy, you can make a a bunch of money streaming, but you got to get like, you got to have a a major hit. Yeah. Um, which is very tough to do. Um, and, uh, it's something we'd like to achieve. But it's not necessarily something you can rely on. Like building a live business, live touring business is really the the route for people in our scene. Right. Yeah. Well, if you guys were to go on a tour, would it be national or? Um. Yeah. It, it just all depends. Like where we're at. Like if we have another big, you know, viral moment, mm-hmm. then then it then it would make sense to go on a national tour. But yeah, I mean, eventually we'd like to do stuff nationally and internationally because like when we have gone viral like we've got like thousands of listeners in like the uk and australia and stuff like that like that's crazy so the internet really can blast you all over the world but it's like can we afford to bring the band to australia right now and that the answer is no right so you got to hit like a critical mass with like internet virality and buzz and then you know you're gonna make money in order to like get out further and further nationally and like across overseas do you think like adding the business aspect to music has made you like lose your passion anymore or has it affected your passion in music at all no no it's it's i I feel like in order to really do this you you kind of have to have a a passion for the business side of things or else well i mean that's not true but to make either, money. You, yeah. <laughs> to make, you yeah, either got to have, alive, you either yeah. got to have like a team behind you that's really focused on that. Sure. And then you can just focus on the music. But like your, if your business is not in order, like this, it won't work out. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like really in order to get a team that's going to care about you and build yourself to a team, like that's, you know, in order to attract these big agents or big management companies that will like kind of take on these roles for you, you got to, you, you got to bootstrap it into it all yourself and build yourself to a certain level of buzz and until you get picked up by like either a label or an agency or yeah. something like that. Do you think um, where you guys are located, does that pose any advantages, any disadvantages? Um, the advantage to being in Chicago is we can get out to a ton of places within like two to three hours, like, there's a bunch of markets in Michigan that we always play, like Indianapolis. Like, there's a bunch of places that are... Twin Cities? Yeah, w- exactly. Like, we can go there, play, and drive home. So right. we're, we're able to build a lot of markets and start, like, making money in other places, too. Um, where, as, like, opposed to a band that's, like, located on the West Coast, like, it's, like, there's a whole, like, there's books written about this, like, it's more advantageous to be a band on like in the Midwest or the East Coast because all the cities are located like closely together. You can like shoot out and get back for the night 
and build like a concentric circle that that gets wider and wider. Whereas like if you're on the West Coast, there's only like a certain amount of markets, and every market is like an eight hour drive. So you're it's really tough to yeah. like build a. That's that's the advantage of being over here. And then like the disadvantage is like I mentioned like just the amount of competition and other stuff going on in Chicago that, you know, so we may have, like, a fan who's really enthusiastic about the band, but they're going to be doing whatever right. on this night because there's so many other options yeah. to choose from. Um, so it's like playing in a – I don't know. I feel like it's it's a lot easier to grow in, like, a smaller, less competitive place. But we're still – managing to grow here it's just i feel like it's a little bit harder because the level of competition right and yeah. entertainment that's going on as opposed to being like a big fish in a small pond you're a big fish in a big pond yeah we're we're in a small we're a small fish in a big pond Medi- medium <laughs> fish, yeah medium, medium fish. fish yeah right uh do you guys have like a neighborhood that you like to play in in chicago the most um yeah i mean a lot of we've done really well on like the you know up in this area, like, a lot of the good smaller venues are in, like, Lincoln Park or, like, Shuba's. We sold out a couple of times. Martyrs, too, and then, like, Lincoln Hall. We haven't sold out Lincoln Hall yet, but, like, we've brought a, a big crowd there, and they're all within, like, a five-mile radius yeah. of each other on the north side of the city. Cool. Do you get – do you still get nervous when you perform, or has it um, kind of transitioned to just jamming uh, out? not really it depends on the situation but no not really like just because we've done it so many so many times yeah i was gonna ask how many shows do you guys typically do in a year if you had to guess probably like 50 okay once a week usually yeah yeah that's awesome are you are you like tired a lot yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the worst thing is like um and again i'm not complaining it's just like you work Friday all day. Um, then Saturday morning, you get up early, drive to Kalamazoo, set up, play the gig, get home at four or five in the morning, and then sleep all day. S- Sunday is it, and then you're back at work on right. Monday. Like, that's yeah. the hardest part about it. Kind yeah. of on that note, like, what are some hardships you guys have faced either as a band, as an individual musician? And like, what have it? What has it been like dealing with those? Um, just the hardships we've faced. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, obviously, it's just like yeah that 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 can be brutal. Like just, just the constant no just break being out grind, on the road yeah. and just like having to be at work and then perform at work and then go straight from work to a concert. And then it's just like, it just feels like you kind of never stop yeah. moving. And it's just like, Oh God, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, but that's probably the hardest thing. I mean, we really just have a lot of fun and goof off while we're yeah. hanging out. So it's like, we're, we're having a great time, but it's like, you know, like, waking up, or, like, this most recent example, like, this was really brutal. Like, we played in Colorado. Everybody had to be back for work on Monday. We had our last gig on Saturday night. We finished it Saturday, got back to the Airbnb at 2 in the morning, woke up at 5 a.m., and drove... Eight hours? Or how long is it? Literally, like, 20 hours from the mountains of Colorado, like, Steamboat, Colorado, like through Wyoming, through Nebraska, through oh Iowa, like it, and just getting home at like t- three in the morning, Monday morning, yeah. and then having to go to work. Damn! Wow! Like that, that sucks. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, Why that's, do you guys do it? Just because we love it, and it's just like these are the sacrifices that you have to make if you really want to do this shit. Yeah. Because you have to get out and build these markets, and you have to build these fan bases, and you can't just play in Chicago else that you know that that doesn't work like you gotta we make money here and we draw fans here but if we played here every weekend it would people would be like why am i going to see this they, they play every other weekend right so you got to get out build markets and 
just like the ultimate sacrifice is, is going through that shit until you get to a level where it's cushy and there's a tour bus driver and you can sleep and right. you don't have to be at the day job. So right. like to build to that level, you really got to, it's a lot of sacrifice, yeah. a lot of grind. And but hopefully it will pay off someday. We hope so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Certainly. Um, oh, outside of North 41, do you feel like you've found a community of like musicians that you hang out with outside of like the band? Um, or is that kind of harder to find here since there's so many? Honestly, no. I mean, I'm like friendly with a ton of like local musicians and mm-hmm. I, I know them all. They know me. Like if we see each other, we'll be like, what's up? But like, I just don't have time to like right. hang out with anybody. Yeah. Like literally. True. <laughs> like I just don't have time to like go out and make friends. Or... You don't even have time to sleep. Exactly. It's <laughs> like there's so much shit going on and I'm like working fucking 12 hours every day and then it's just like i gotta make time for my girlfriend i gotta make time to like clean the house and do all that handle all yeah eat and then it's just like after all that's said and done it's just like and everybody's always gigging so it's like if we want to go hang out with these other musicians it's like they're playing a gig but we've also got a gig so it's just like it's tough right and it's not to say we're not friendly or right. we don't we, yeah. we don't know each other, but it's just like you you really only cross paths every once in a while. Yeah. Is there like a like a dream timeline of when you would pursue full time as a band? ASAP. <laughs> ASAP yes, Rocky. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So as soon as possible. What's a, what's a realistic timeline? Do you think? Um, I think we can build it within the next uh, two to three years. I think we can get to a yeah. point where we're. Uh, selling enough tickets and hopefully have enough internet awesome. buzz to awesome. drop the day jobs. Yeah, what do you do for your day job, just out of curiosity? Crane sales. Ooh, okay. So, you love it? No, I hate it. I can't stand it. It's so, so boring. Um, yeah, and it's just like construction people, it's just like, uh, yikes. But yeah. um, it pays the bills. So. It pays the bills. Sure does. And I, I, I don't want to complain about it too much. Like, I work with some friends. Like, it's a family-friend company. Like, they, you know, they pay me really well, and they they let me take off as much time as I need for the band. So that's, like, yeah. wonderful. that's the best part about it. Makes it, the passion like come to life. The flexibility. Yeah. Because they, you know, most jobs, or most people I know at, at like, nine-to-five jobs, it's, like, you have to... I kind of have like an unlimited PTO situation going on. So whereas like sometimes when you're at like a server at a restaurant, they kind of own you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, there's it's like no, you can't take off a week to go to Colorado. Right. It's like what are you crazy? Right. So right. luckily yeah. that's that I d- I know yeah. I just don't have like a passion for crane, crane sales. Crane sales <laughs> like Fair enough. I don't either, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um what's your favorite song? To perform live with the band? Um, that's a good question. Oh, man. Um, we've got a new song um, called On the Verge that I'm really digging. And then this other... It's not. Oh. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the new songs that we're... Yeah. We're going to play both these songs at the show next cool. Saturday, so you'll hear them, but... Um, yeah, I'm I'm really digging the new stuff, and obviously the the old stuff is fun, and it's always fun like playing the Inner Sandman cover because people like go crazy for right. it. And, um, like my ecstasy always goes does really well too. So what's that's the fun. Song, what's the song that we've been having on repeat? It's the third. It's Every the day thir- above ground. Yes, yes. I am that's, like obsessed with it. That I song, love it. Yeah, that song is really fun to play too. Yeah. so high sure. energy, just yeah, like yeah. good vibes. And yeah. you guys are jamming out in that. Like it's a long song. Too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that was kind of like a live cut, that that version that's online. No, yeah. I, I'd love to come see your show, or if you if you guys came to Des Moines, that'd be awesome too. I, yeah, you should. We definitely will be in Des Moines at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, you, yeah. I think you guys would be like really well received there with the I think crowd. So. I think yeah. so. I think we could draw a crowd. Maybe next. Year. I don't, we don't get a lot of bands like that. No. Yeah. No. And I think that more that more like, rock, more like right. Rock indie still still yeah. jammy though, like and like you yeah. know solos, but yeah. But um, like t- kind of like that upbeat, like funk kind of like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really popular. I feel like with our age group and yeah, I love it. How old are you guys? Twenty. 20. I'm twenty two. Okay. Twenty two as well. Nice. Yeah. I remember that. 
Yeah, it's fun. But we're also seniors in college, so it's not as fun yet. But yeah, we'll be we'll be out of college soon. But this so. is pretty cool. They let us do this. Yeah, this has yeah. been fun a lot. <laughs> is this for a a, a class? It's yeah. for our capstone. It actually, yeah, it's our capstone class. Um, so it's kind of like the culmination of like the last thing we take. Yeah. So all the classes we take before like lead up to this moment. Like this is our chance to like make whatever kind of content we want and like put our best foot forward to kind of like create stuff for our resume and stuff. Yeah, that's really amazing. So yeah. we have like a magazine called the Urban Plains and it's a digital, all digital social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we were like, we, we were friends freshman year and we're like, we always have wanted to make a podcast and we both love music. And one so, of like the first classes we took together, it was like intro to like multimedia. multimedia. Oh, and cool. we had like, yeah. a, we had a day where we came and like filmed a podcast. Little or, babies. Or recorded it. We're but just, now it's like cool, and this is like so cool. I would honestly do this after after school ends too. It's, We've been talking about it's been really like maybe cool. expanding it. Like you I'll, guys got a good thing going on. This thank you, good charisma here. Thank, thank you, so you. Much. Yeah, you I really appreciate that. that. Great questions too. It's been Thanks. fun, and um, we're also here. They are doing a story about drag in Chicago. So we cool. went to a drag show last night. Oh, at, nice. Where was it? Phenomenal, Berlin. Berlin. Have you ever been there? Was, uh, that's like a I've I've heard of that. It's I in think, Boys Town. Yeah, yeah. It was. So much fun. It was insane. We've got Dragon. Were you uh, over on Halstead? I think so, yeah. What was okay. the other? Oh, the Annoyance Theater? The Wait. No, yeah, the Annoyance Theater. The Annoyance that Theater. Right. I used to live. First. I used to live right on the border of Boys Town. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was a lot of fun. So. It was so cool. And, yeah. Wow. It was so awesome. Yeah. I guess, okay, so moving back into the podcast, what <laughs> what is your favorite what thing to talk about? about music? Um, I guess, like, what makes you want to be tired all the time to do it i don't know it's just this passion that i have that it's it's just like my spirit is calling me to do this i don't know how else to describe it yeah and Um, would you say that rings true for the other members as well for sure yeah yeah it's like we don't really want to we're all at a point where we don't want to like play with people who aren't like all in right why would you yeah yeah it's otherwise it's like this is a joke right we, t- we all take it very seriously. We're all very passionate. We all work really hard and just have a great work ethic. And Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, what can people expect from North 41, like, in the in the coming months, in the coming years? Like, um, So right now our, uh, we're working on – we have about seven or eight new songs that we're going to either put together – as an album or like an EP, we're probably going to be releasing a couple of singles here throughout the spring and summer and then like dropping a, a collection of everything together in the fall. Um, we're talking to some bigger agents right now who can help get us out at these bigger festivals and out more nationally. Um, so that's really the main goal is to, is to get another great body of work out uh, for the year and continue like live clips have been very popular for us like just clips of us like getting high quality footage and audio is like a big thing in the jam band scene like so like we're trying to have all of our concerts filmed and we record the soundboard and make it sound really nice and then put those like 15 second clips up on instagram and whatever we and, know the uh, importance of the uh, the the multimedia the yeah, yeah communication absolutely. efforts right? yeah. as some J schoolers yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah we're uh, just trying to continue growing put out great music and expand further from where you know our current yeah. markets awesome that's cool where can people find your guys's music you're on spotify yeah we're on everything everything yeah okay and are there any other bands like if people like your music um what are some other bands that they should listen to oh for sure um definitely check out this this other chicago guy he's amazing his name is neil francis um he's kind of like this he's like straight out of the 70s killer and he he's like blowing up right now it's really cool to see um he, he deserves it he's a great Chicago musician and singer, you know, he's, he like plays, he's like a piano player and he has, he's just got great songs and they put together, he's, he's got like a killer band of Chicago musicians and, um, he's really doing big things now. So that he's awesome. Um, Goose, I mentioned them twice already. Like Goose You guys need to listen to Goose. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. Go listen to Goose. Um, 
I don't know, like Wolfpack. It's great. You you guys know them. Yeah. Um, I think that's yeah. Okay. Those are those are three good ones. Yeah. There you go. All right. This is a question we ask everyone. But if you could play with any artist, dead or alive, who would you play with? Oh man. Um. If you need to think, goose. Take your time. Let me guess, goose. No, 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 no. <laughs> it would either be, well, my my top guy would be Trey. Um, and oh, goose, we we came so close to playing with him. Oh, okay. Um, so in 2020, we got booked on this big festival called 420 Fest in Atlanta, and Trey Anastasio was headlining the festival. Was it on 420? Yeah, Dude, it was that weekend. Sick. How fun! Um, and we we found out that we were actually playing on the same day, and this I feel like I'm almost destined to play with him. Like I I met him before, um. I met him when I was in high school, and before before one of the fish concerts he played in Chicago. Uh, my dad like got me in because he knew the he knew somebody, and they got me in before like during sound check. So I like got to talk to Trey. He's like, "You're my little redhead little brother." It's like maybe Aww. one day we'll play together. And then like ten years later, we were on the same bill, the same day as him. I was like, "This is like serendipitous," but then fucking COVID. Yeah, wow. shit. The festival that got canceled. So, cool. so I'm still waiting for that moment to, yeah. oops, um, come back around. I'm waiting for the universe to make that happen. And then, it was like, just a tease. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, this is it. So close you could taste it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, so that was that was devastating to get that taken. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get you'll there get, again. You'll get there, um, yeah. And then John Mayer. I love John Mayer. Yes. He's my guy. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. So, um, or Dave Matthews Band. I could jam with him. Yeah. That would nice. be sick. Nice. Yeah. There was one that I had in my head, and then I just forgot it. Well, I have the ending question, but... That's, yeah, okay, that was actually the question. Go for it. So, if there are any listeners out there who are wanting to pursue a career in music, or just any individual that has a passion that they want to pursue as a career, do you have any advice for them? Um, really study your craft, work really hard, practice your ass off. And learn how to market yourself. That's great. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Anything else you want to add? I th- I think that's it. I mean, where can people find you on social? Uh, at the North Forty One. Uh, on Instagram, there's underscores, so it's the underscore North underscore Forty One. Cool. Um, and then the North Forty One on Facebook and. Same thing, same handle on TikTok, the North 41, with the underscores. Um, yeah, we're on all the, all all the, the all that shit. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, they'll find you. Yeah, they will. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, Hopefully, thank yeah. you so much for being here. Yeah. Appreciate thank it. Thank you guys for having Wonderful me. Wonderful to talk with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Can't yeah. wait to hear it live next week. Awesome.